Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cow, and with me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. Hello. Steve, this one's sad. We got a little sad one. Actually, so sad that even though it's a it's a it's a bright, sunny Thursday morning, I've cracked open a Pilsner for for a boy James. I was thinking about getting a beer before doing this, but I didn't. I made a responsible choice. I made a tea. And now you're making me regret all my choices. The only reason why I went with a beer is because I'm out of tea. Out of it. And I already had like three coffees. And you know what? I'm on vacation. It's time to get the beer in me and to honor our friend, Jameis. Jameis was a friend of mine. Our friend, Jameis. Jameis was my friend. <laughs> what was the uh, chapter name? Actually, I got one. No, I got it. I just said it. Jameis is my friend. No, nah, no, nah, I got one. Jameis, hey. Clearwater Revival. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not bad. When I was All reading right, it, yeah. I was just like, this chapter has got to be called Jameis is my friend because everyone keeps saying that. But uh, but hey, since yesterday's chapter, I've been thinking a lot about Jameis, mm-hmm. and it's a sad way to go, and it's unfortunate. And he seems like he was actually a pretty good guy. Yeah, yeah. T- talking about everybody that was saying stuff at the at his little like gathering, um, you know, he's a member of this crew, and uh, I think they give him a good send off. So, but before we get into all that, let's get into this whopping chapter introduction that I got to read here. Wop it up. Wop it up. God created Arrakis to train the faithful from the wisdom of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. That was a big old whopper right there. Like that. God created Arrakis to train the faithful? Yeah. I don't know, like, the context of what... I don't know what, what that like, means. I don't know what the fuck well, that means. I think it just has to do with, like... I think just it's just a connecting piece for the subject matter that we're dealing with in this chapter, which is Jameis's funeral. Uh, like I said, I got my beer here. I'm going to pour one out for Jameis. Pour Anywhere. it on your floor. <laughs> pour it on the carpet. <laughs> I just poured one. Kate, I just poured a little. Will's pouring beer on the carpet. Don't tell her. What are you doing? Hey, I got to live here too, man. <laughs> it's fun to me. This is uh, fun. This is fun for me. So, oh, what was I talking about? So, I first first go over this chapter. Like, I think I read this chapter four times. Because, uh, just, I don't know. I'm a crazy person. I read this but, chapter three times. So really? fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um... The, the uh, on first go around on this chapter, this is basically like a garage sale of James's it stuff. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's like Storage Wars. <laughs> yeah. that, and, uh, and uh, we've know, got a we've got a guitar greasy guys here. in the back shouting shouting <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm a friend. Of, I'm other. a friend of Jameis. <laughs> Who wants one? It's up. Only friends of Jameis can take a little bit of his stuff. I want that pouch. There could be anything in that pouch. <laughs> and everybody is a friend of Jameis all of a sudden. Nobody liked him before, but now he's got all this stuff. 
Not even Paul is like, yeah, I mean, he he dies and then they have a yard sale of all of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think there's a, I think it makes sense in the practical Fremen sense, you know. Um, I mean, in theory it does, but in execution, it's very odd because it's not a sale. And there's no no one's paying anything for anything. They're just walking up and claiming that they are. Uh, I am a friend of Jameis, or Jameis was a friend of mine. Is all you have to say, and then you can take whatever you want, really. And <laughs> yeah. at first, it seems like these are you know the first few people who come up are like I was a friend. Jameis was a friend of mine. You know, we were out in the desert, and he you know essentially put his life on the line to save us, and da da da. He did, he did a lot for us. He helped me pay off my student loans, and it's all these people, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I get it. They, these people were close, and they're like, I'm going to take his uh, pocket watch and his compass. But yeah. then Jessica just comes in and is like, I was a friend of Jameis, and I yeah. would be taking this and this. Yeah, I was a friend. He taught me thing. He taught me he didn't kill my son. Yeah. He's my friend. He's my friend now. <laughs> I like um, Paul's kind of uh, reaction to this whole, uh, to this whole Paul thing. Paul is the fucking cause... same thing. No, like at the beginning, he's like, I don't want to do this. Like, obviously, I don't want to drink Paul, uh, Jameis's water. Like, this is weird for me. This is weird for everybody here. I'm not from here. I'm not really a friend of Jameis. He tried to kill me. Then he looks at that ballast set. And then he's, he's like, like, oh, shit. Maybe we were pretty close, actually. We're pretty tight. <laughs> we were, yeah. We had some talks. Yeah, we had some good, we had some good moments here. <laughs> when Remember the time when uh, he wasn't trying to kill me? That was a good time. He said, and that's when I claim that ballast set all for my But also, own. like, Jameis, like, like, Jameis, I mean, really, I mean, he did this to himself. It's, it's all, it's all really stupid. He, I guess it's this great, it's whatever, what was it called? Anu hockey? Uh, the, um, you, uh, the Amtal rule. What'd you Amtal say? Rule. Am, Amor hockey? Did you just say, what'd you say? I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> forget about it. I said uh, Antal rule. And, and it's just such a silly thing, we because why did he do it to test the prophecy yeah to test the prophecy that um jessica is this sayadina coming from uh but in him dying is the prophecy being true yeah him, him losing it, it, the prophecy being fulfilled I mean, Jameis, man i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you about it you, you walk, got your priorities a little mixed up <laughs> i think you, got, you walked into this one buddy you really um, walked into this one Oh, I, I had I had another point about the entire Fremen culture. Oh, I forgot well, it. He's got like all this stuff that's up for grabs is mainly like the the Dune survival essentials. You got your paracompass. I think yeah. you got a uh, leader John. Yeah, wherever that old. is. You got. I think it's uh, just a jug. Yeah, you, yeah, you got jugs. <laughs> um, and then and then there's like a beautiful set. Oh yeah, I like when um when Paul takes it and he starts thinking of Gurney, and he's like, "Man, like I don't know if I'm ever gonna see him again. I might." No, he he he's thinking about Gurney. He thinks Gurney's dead. It's not. I don't know if I'm gonna see him again. It's I'm not gonna see him again. No, I from the from the from the passage that I've read is I think I think you're right. Like he's kind of reserving himself to the fact that Gurney is possibly dead, but his prescience vision is also working in overtime right now. And there's a possibility in the future where Gurney might still be alive, but he doesn't know because everything's changing every second. Yeah. And he can't spoil his own story for himself. 
Yeah, he he doesn't know Sometimes. what's going to happen, even though he knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, yeah, just not in the book. He can't see what's going to happen in the book. Just you uh, know, in the future. I think somebody also takes uh, James's like coffee maker. There's like a part here. Where like, there is a part. We got James's... There is a part. I was going. I wanted to revisit that because, yeah, I was like, is there something I'm missing? <laughs> When they start talking about coffee, but yeah, no, someone took like he had like a K cup, yeah, uh, he had a Tassimo, little yeah. French press that somebody scooped up. Yeah, it's just like this is yours like, and a bunch of little like discs, like but that raises a lot of questions. Like, Where's the coffee beans come from? And like, I mean, that makes James just looks like a better guy because if he just like gave everybody coffee in the morning, he seems like an know? awesome guy. He had yeah. coffee. He played the balisette. He has saved all these people. All these people have great stories about him, except for Jessica and Paul, who murdered him. <laughs> who murdered him and just met him. And now, on him. And, now and also like taking a great guy, shit. But then he, he used the Amaral tall, and I don't know. I, can't, I don't know what to tell him. You can't defend him. Here's the thing. I can't like, tell him anything more, Will, because he's a skeleton now. Yeah, you can't can't say much more about that. So so let's, let's move on from this and uh, talk about the whole water situation. So... During the whole funeral process, um, they distill Jameis's body uh, for ev- for every bit of water that it's worth. Which seems I don't like know you would the- separate those processes for funeral and like the distillation process. Like we save that for like a you know morgue type you know crematorium type situation. Are they are they at their like at the destination that they were supposed to go? Like C H Tabor, like. Are they there? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense for me, to me, uh, for them to dehydrate Jameis. And, like, do they, like, have a burial session? Or they just, like, kind of chuck the body into the desert and uh, keep this whole, like, water these are, ring these are situation? Great questions that I do not have the answers for. Yeah, it's not really said. It's just kind of, like, kind of brushed underneath the rug. Just like, ah, don't worry about that. What matters here is that we got the water out of that guy and we took it to this giant pool that we had underneath this whole rock and we're just going to throw all the water in there and then we're, we're going to give you we're going to give you a whole bunch of rings Paul to say that, you know, this is the water that you're that you're owed whenever you get to the CH or whenever you want to cash them in. That's got to be some gross water. Oh man, it's probably real stuff. dead people. Just dead people water. And like, remember, like that whole pool situation is water that, like, there's a wind trap, there's a wind trap uh, contraption in the, in the cave that catches like moisture in the air. But how long does that have to be there to get this giant pool of water that they, like, we're talking like millions and millions of gallons of water. So long. Yeah. Like it, it is so much water. So, like, how many people did they just, you know, dehydrate? Thousands, I guess. All of them. All of them. <laughs> we can only assume all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all the people that have died there. Well, they also, this, on the note of water, at the funeral, I think Paul notices that, like, takes note of how crying is, all, is like, frowned upon at, mm. at, a, uh, at a funeral because you're expelling water. So no one's actually... No one's actually crying. Yeah, I, 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 sad. I forgot about that. Yeah, like 
to to cry is like you're giving your body's moisture to the dead and that's just like so taboo to them like why would you ever expel water from your body for somebody that's never gonna like appreciate it or like when you could use that moisture yeah you know and because like, i don't a, know there's, there's there's a couple points uh not just in I think it's in a couple of different chapters where Stilgar is like, you guys are like way too water fat right now. That's why they're like, still suits don't fit properly. They're they're always mm-hmm, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, we got to dehydrate you guys to a point where you only need like a thimble of water a day or like even less. And then you can, then you'll start to see how the, the still suits work and then how you can actually survive with, uh, with very, very, very little water out in the desert um there was that whole situation during the during last chapter where they were yelling about the leader johns and that jessica had like <laughs> six of them just like <laughs> yelling about the leader johns yeah just like jessica's got too many leader johns i have like a backpack full of water and then still goes like what the fuck are you doing we're all <laughs> we all need water here and you everyone's, just got this whole thirsty you got this bank ready to go she's like huh what just jugs strapped hanging um, down her sides so there was a there's a there's another thing about the water so like like we said uh paul is given a whole set of rings that are like water counters as like debt that like he's uh he it's like for him to purchase water down the road i think when he gets to a ch or something like that um but he hands them to chani like, hey, I don't, I look, I got Johnny. all these rings. I, I don't know what to do with these things. Can you hold on to them? And everybody's like, whoa. Because in that world, in the Fremen culture, giving a bunch of water rings to people or to another, to another, to a female, if you're a male, that is like, that's like a marriage proposal. And she's like, whoa. Mm. She's like, oh, you didn't, I didn't, whoa, I was not expecting this. Okay, I guess. Sure. Can we talk, can we talk about Jessica and Chani right here? Because the, Jessica is like not a fan of Chani, like in the, at, no. at all. Like not even no, a little she bit. hates her. But it's but because like, she's getting in close to Paul. She's trying to get Paul's goodies. Jessica's like, mm, you are a dirty sand person. <laughs> it makes, it makes very little sense. I think that's kind of the point that, um frank herbert's trying to make with with her is that they are similar people you know and like i think it's in this chapter as well where just from different worlds yeah jessica says like oh she she wouldn't do for a wife maybe as a concubine like jessica but she wouldn't do as a wife so even though like jessica there's a kind of a hypocrisy here. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not really thinking. Because, absolutely. Because, I mean, that's because, because that's what Jessica was. Exactly. But she's like looking down on her. Like, ew. Yeah, because like, Jessica was technically a concubine, right? Yeah, Jessica's, uh, Jessica is a concubine. And Duke Leto never were, she, married. Duke Leto were never married. Never married. So she's concubine, and now she's looking down on Chani. Chane. Shane. Shane. For being a concubine. Yeah. Hmm. Or being a possible concubine or something like that. I just it's a weird kind of Jessica's kind of a real piece of, of shit. <laughs> uh to go off that, 
near the end of the chapter, you know, uh, now that uh, Paul's got acoustic, has got himself a ballast set, Chinese like, sing us a song. Go ahead, sing us Wonderwall. And during so, the yeah, song, sing us, uh, sing us some Sean Paul. <laughs> uh, during that song, near the like, it's near like the last paragraph of the chapter is Paul realizing that Jessica is kind of the one to blame for all of this. Like he's like, yeah, that's what I mean. He gets it. She's my enemy. Like if it wasn't for her, you know, fucking around, disobeying Benny Gesserit, uh, disobeying her like role, Paul wouldn't be in this situation where he's stuck in a cave and on a foreign planet uh, playing guitar to a whole bunch of people who doesn't speak the same language as him. Which doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> actually, you know, really? now, you're, now, now you're thinking about it. Now I'm thinking about it. Actually, that's a vacation right there. You know, take away the sandworms and the fact that you're, the rest of your family is all either missing or dead. Uh, uh, semantics. Yeah. Semantics. Semantics. Uh, this is actually kind of like a fun little vacation. Yeah. It is fun. What is uh what is left here to to talk about there, Steve? We talked about the big pool of water. We talked about Jessica. We talked about the yard sale. I think that's everything, man. I'm pretty sure we're missing something. Well, you know, aren't we all missing something? Hey. In the end. Words <laughs> of truth from, I know from I Steve Muadib. I know I am from Mua Steve. Muad Steve. From Ramblings of Mua Steve. Well, this has been another uh, another one in the books. I hate that. Cut that out. I hate the way I said all of that. I'm going to keep that one in just to spite you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Please uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at Chat by Chap. Check us out. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Chapter by Chapter Podcasts. And we will be back tomorrow with chapter 35 of Doom!